You're listening to Baltimoreans, the regular old home of the all weather fan. My name is Sam Dingman. This is in 2023, Alan Smith. Let's get stupid. Baltimoreans. Hello, Baltimoreans. It's the most anxiety inducing time of the year. <laughs> Winter meetings are coming and no one is spending and there's no good cheer. <laughs> Not on these airwaves, baby. <laughs> we are pessimistic. I don't know about uh, the rest of you morons, but I don't know. What, what do we think is going to happen on Monday? Michael Elias going to roll in, drop some coin on uh, a big time SP. You think that's going to happen? Get a little Josh Hader reunion going? What do you think, Smith? I mean, it's kind of it's kind of interesting to like. Um, maybe maybe this is me doing my own uh, stages of grief, moving toward acceptance uh, for myself about the fact that I do not, in fact, believe that the Baltimore Orioles are going to spend any any money uh, in in this off season. Um, but when I look at the like options for starting pitcher, it's not like someone is like. I mean, I I, I sort of shipped. Aaron Nola a little bit, but uh, with him back in Philly and like mm-hmm. who I don't even know who's the guy. Uh, I guess we're still we're still being linked to the White Sox fella Dylan um, Cease. Um, Cease. So maybe maybe you know winter meetings are a place where we don't just shell out, but we also prospects for 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 a cease and desist. Yeah, pitcher. <laughs> Yeah, I hope he will uh, desist having an earned run average above four and a half or whatever it was last year. Yeah, I mean, he had a bad he had a bad second half of last year, so maybe he's uh, <laughs> gettable, as they say. Maybe we can get him for just Kobe Mayo instead of Kobe Mayo and Jordan Westberg. Um, yeah, look, no one can have Jordan Westberg. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I- Yes. What is all the, there's all this stuff going around now about like, well, is Jordan Westberg really an everyday player next year? Excuse me. Yes. <laughs> what, what, what nonsense is this? Jordan Westberg did nothing but prove himself as a viable, viable choice in his, I don't know. Do we call last year a cup of coffee for him? I, uh, no, I think it was, a, I think it was more of a vat. <laughs> Yeah, he got a lot of coffee. At minimum, a carafe. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't understand that. But I think you know the the trade thing is really interesting to think about. I think Smith, because even if we do end up spending money on a free agent this off season, it's not going to be much. We, I think, we just know that uh, based on who owns the team uh, and the fact that um, he is unwilling to put patches on the sleeves and raise the money necessary to um, have enough revenue to, to sign a free agent. But this is the thing. In a weird way, this a move like Dylan Cease is pretty intriguing for us and, and not intimidating because like the, the other contender for Cease's services, from what I have seen, is the Braves. So... If this was a free agent situation, it's like, oh, God, how will we outbid the Braves? But the thing is, we are actually better positioned than anybody else to outbid with human capital. (laughs) Anybody. Yeah. 
if you if you if you look at things purely from the HR perspective, we are asset rich. <laughs> asset rich. That's right. That's right. Um. So so let's say that humans as resources, of course, is always kind of an alarming idea. <laughs> I I personally prefer the alternate bullshit term people operations. Uh, over over here in my current um, place of employment, it's the people and culture department. Ooh, now that's nice. That's nice. Do you think the Do you think the White Sox would take a pinch of culture <laughs> for C's? <laughs> they, they need it. Look, if, if, they if do. you if that's you, true, if, they do. <laughs> on a on a spectrum of like teams, the Orioles' culture versus the White Sox' culture last year, I think that may be the biggest gap in the majors. <laughs> yes. Yes. Can we offer you Kobe Mayo and one Homer hose, slightly used? <laughs> You know, I, I, I feel like um, in its own weird way, uh, the lesson that I'm afraid that John Angelos will have learned from 2023 is that a signing like Kyle Gibson is what will work to make the Orioles competitive. And I loved Kyle. This is this is not a dig on Kyle Gibson. I sure, loved him. Sure. I had a great. I had my my Kyle Gibson experience was top notch. Mm-hmm. Um, but which not everyone can say. <laughs> <laughs> which not everyone can say, and also is like statistically fairly improbable. <laughs> like if, if you if you pay an aging journeyman who has you know the 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 underlying metrics that Kyle Gibson had coming into the season, it's probably not going to work out again. <laughs> Uh, and, yeah. and I, I think that like, there's a little bit of like lightning in a bottle that the Orioles captured this year that I just don't want the lesson to be like, oh, well we can, we can do it on the margins there. Yeah. You know, we don't, we, we can like make it work with a one year here and one year there and then count mm-hmm. on the evolution of, um, Gandalf and, uh, I don't know. Who else are we saying is going to evolve? Well, uh, that, that 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 unfortunate silence is the problem, I suppose. <laughs> uh, yeah, I <clears throat> I've been thinking by by the way about um where 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 we put Hall this season. Yeah, and I've been thinking like maybe he is maybe he's the closer. <laughs> well, look, I would certainly rather you, this was your idea, so yeah, credit where I, credit is due. I would certainly rather rather than go out and give Josh Hader a nine-figure contract uh, and also rather than give Araldis Chapman any money, excuse me, it was reported that we have talked to Araldis Chapman's people on the phone. I don't like that. I Who do not. Earns? No. Like, I don't want that fucker on our team. And th- the idea that we even entertained the possibility is extremely upsetting to me but uh hopefully he will be far too expensive um i would much rather give deal hall seems much closer to locking down that role for the foreseeable future than he does to getting back to a place where he's stretched out enough to start uh, mm. games and then thrive in that environment. I mean, I think if we can turn him into a lights-out left-handed closer for at least 2024 um, and let Cano go back to being the setup guy, that's 
that's very appealing and I'd rather spend whatever money we, I mean, it's hilarious to me that we were talking to Josh Hader. It's very hard to, for me to imagine we're going to give, you know, him the $160 million contract he's looking for, whatever it is. Um, yeah. like Is that where he values himself? I don't know. You know, we should look up and see what baseball reference or MLB trade rumors predicted um, his salary to be. But I did see somewhere that it was like uh, that it w- he was looking for nine figures, which is nuts. I mean, it's nuts to give any of these guys that much money. They're, they're saying a hater six years, 110 million. So I gave him a slight raise. Um, but yeah, I mean... I would much rather have us uh, like use the the prospect capital that we have to make the kind of deal that's that's going to make a real difference because you know Jordan Montgomery is going to get overpaid and I would take maybe two years of Jordan Montgomery but not you know whatever he's going to end up getting that's going to be mm-hmm. insane. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas the the idea of trading for two years of Dylan Cease, that feels very good. That feels very Mm -hmm. good to me. Here's my question, Smith. Would you have taken another year of Gibson? Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I would have. Um, I I, I think that um, honestly, both deals that the Cardinals made, (laughs) I I would have taken. I would have taken Sonny Gray at that price uh, and and those... I wanted Sonny Gray so bad, and, so and, bad, and, and those, you know, that 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 length of contract and all that, and I, mm-hmm. I would have taken Kyle Gibson as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's very interesting, you know, like the example you were just saying. Like this seems to have been our approach: is like bring in a guy um, uh, on a sort of a one-year flyer and see how it pans out. We've done a lot of that in recent seasons. Um, and we actually got pretty good results from first Jordan Lyles and then Kyle Gibson. I'm not saying Jordan Lyles and Kyle Gibson are the same pitcher, but Jordan Lyles and Kyle Gibson are kind of the same pitcher. Um, yeah, and- I, I think that the, that the thing that bumps Gibson up in my regard is just all that we were just talking about, about culture Mm-hmm. It it does it doesn't feel like a stretch to say that he was really mm-hmm. important to how everybody loved being a part of the Orioles clubhouse this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I that's true. I think we're gonna miss that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. And there were all those wonderful stories uh, as we made our way towards the postseason of like in the the beer showers and champagne explosions, him kind of standing off to the side, just like watching everybody and being like, you kids have fun. Yeah. <laughs> like we do need that, that person. Yeah. And, me- and, and the guy who's like, you know, we, we have a lot of, a lot of young guys um, on, on this team, which is uh, an absolute <laughs> feature, not a bug, but uh, we do need that guy to be like, Hey, this is how you, this is how you be professional. This is how you do this. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's turn to to offense for a moment, Smith. Um, do you feel like uh, we need upgrades there? And bring me the head of Randy Orzola. <laughs> really? So you want a Rosarena? Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> tell me. Tell me why. Because I can't get there. I can't get because there. because he has the. um. 
like an extra bit of the like the fuck you mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like we didn't have and there was nobody up there like when we were getting swept to be like, nah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not going to happen. Not on my watch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I also, I, th- I think he's really exciting, and I think that the place to upgrade would be the, uh, like our offensive bat. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, well, sorry, the place to upgrade offensively would be an outfield bat. Yes, on that like, I agree with you. On that I, I agree. I don't, with I don't you. think we like. I don't think we have a lot of space anywhere else <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. for 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 change. Yeah, I mean, I could see that. I, I mean, I feel like a Rosarena is. You know, we could probably actually like run these numbers, but just just on sort of like the the eye test and an a broad awareness of their stats, I feel like a Rosarena is. Ten percent better than Austin Hayes, maybe fifteen percent better. I, yeah, I was gonna say that seems low to me. But I, really, what's I don't the, know, what's I don't know the big difference the, for you? Um, well, you know, I think that I love I love Austin Hayes. I think that he. Uh, I don't. I think that he had some pretty crazy splits over the course of the season, month to month. And it doesn't feel to me like Randy went in the can for quite as long and was quite as like trick or treat Mm -hmm. as Mm -hmm. Hayes was to me. Yeah. Now, what about I think I think I think if you put Hayes's best month up against uh, Rosarena's best month, then it looks pretty similar Mm -hmm. and there may be no difference at all. But um, yeah. I, I just think that like the different the, the and and you know he steals bases and he's 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 uh, he he pushes envelopes and he's an on base percentage guy which Hayes yeah. is not Hayes Eight. is never going to be that guy and Arozarena is more of a three three forty three fifty three sixty OBP guy which is yeah. not nothing that's not nothing um, well it's not something that we had a lot of this year mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah it never is somehow it never is. <laughs> Um, all right, let's let's perhaps somewhat but, optimistically look okay. at at the. Uh, oh, no, no. What were you going to say? I was going to say, well, who who is it for you? And 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 also, is it are we are we thinking about upgrading the same? Whose position are you willing to give away? And is it also uh, Austin Hayes? <laughs> Uh, Who's yeah. you willing to get, and and why is it Austin Hayes? <laughs> <laughs> I I'm honestly a little bit more inclined to uh, to replace Santander, mm. um, and either either Santander or Mountcastle. Um, for Ooh. me, like I th- I think this year very much revealed that Mountcastle is best used in a platoon heavy context uh, i like that he can kind of shuttle between uh first base and dh um i think we could stick him in the outfield in a pinch um but the idea of resting heavily on him as our corner power option is oh. nervous making to me um do you uh do you feel like ryan o'hearn comes back in your ideal world I think we got everything that there is to get out of Ryan O'Hearn. And <laughs> I think it was a beautiful story. And I, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate, you know, if, if we re-signed him and just platooned him in Mountcastle from the beginning of the season, fine. Um, 
But what I that would is be... a that is a budget option version of uh, a poppin' um, first baseman. Yeah. What I would be more interested in is jumping into the Soto sweepstakes. Um, because if you could put Soto in right field for the duration and, you know, I know we're sitting here saying that, uh, it's unlikely that we would spring for 110 million for Josh Hader. It's even more unlikely that we would spring for 468 million for Soto over 13 years or whatever it's going to take. On the other hand, he may be one of those guys who's actually worth it, but, um, he's left-handed uh, he is somehow a veteran, even though he's only 25. Um, he's got that same Arosa Reina energy. Yeah, he does. He does. He, I, he's a, he is a rich, he is a rich man, a, a rich, rich man's Arosa Reina for me. Yes. Um, like he, he has all of the, like, I'm going to, every at bat is putting pressure on the opposing team. Yeah. Every time he's on base, he's putting pressure on the opposing team. Like it, it just feels like there's a presence in the middle of my lineup now to go with Gunnar Henderson and probably. Well, yeah, yes, I, I, I think that 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 is that would be amazing. Yeah. Um. So my move, I think, would be you include a couple prospects plus Santander for Soto. Mm. Um. And then your first base platoon next year is Mountcastle and O'Hearn or Mountcastle and Kerstad. Um, mm-hmm. because if I think Kerstad's Kerst- going to be around, yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, from what we've seen, I do not trust Kerstad as, as my everyday right fielder. I'd rather have him be firmly anchored in a place where he doesn't have to move his feet too much. Um, and he can just focus on lifting bombs over the right field fence. Uh, but I think we push, we need to push in <coughs> hard on left-handed power going forward. I really do think that if you if 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 he makes if he breaks the um let's see if I can say this correctly. If he breaks camp with the Orioles coming out of spring training, Kirchstad, mm-hmm. and is allowed to be comfortable at first base DH instead of having to range around in the outfield too much, you could legitimately see back to back rookie of the years from the Orioles. I and think he's that good. And you're saying that R.E. Kerstad, not even Jackson Holiday. Not even Jackson Holiday. I think Jackson Holiday, I don't think he's gonna make the I don't think he's gonna break camp. I I I think it's been I think I think he still needs some triple A seasoning. A I think early. if you look at his numbers in triple A, it was like they were that he and I'm not saying he got found out. But I think he could. I think he could use a little more time. No, you're right. I mean, he. I am just looking at his numbers in AAA right now, and he tailed off very hard. Two sixty seven, three ninety six, four hundred. So he still had the good on base percentage, but um, yeah, the, and he's fucking seventeen and a half or whatever the fuck. Yeah, he he still has math homework he has to do. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I I'm into it. I'm into it. I mean, th- these are these are obviously the um the kinds of things we would like to see. What do you think Elias is actually going to do? Like, do you think he's going to surprise us? Do you think the fact that he was supposedly... No, no. He values his his uh, prospects way more than I do. And I have always been on, on record as saying I am like ridiculously risk adverse about our prospects and I shouldn't mm-hmm. be. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
I don't know. I it, Just to push this, though, a little bit, like, it is interesting to me that, like, there has been reporting that they were they were in on NOLA until the end. And at the deadline um, this past season, they were in on Verlander and a couple of those other big names until the end. And these things didn't end up going across the finish line. But the fact that we were on the phone with those people, the fact that we are notionally in the mix for the haters of the world, those are the kinds of things that in the past... We wouldn't even have been reported that we were in those conversations. Uh, so that does seem a little bit, maybe, like there's a shift in the winds. No? Yeah, I mean, I guess so. I, I guess I guess I feel like, um, uh, let's see it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I would like to see, I would like to see the... The actual <clears throat> rubber meets the where the where the rubber meets the road on that, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because I feel like I don't know. There was a lot of like there have been times in the past when Angelos the senior said he was going to spend, and we were in those conversations, and then we either did the wrong thing or we didn't. You know, like we we spent on things like Alex um, Cobb <laughs> or 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 or. Um, Chris Davis post, post hype Sammy Sosa or post, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. like the, the, the corpse of Sammy Sosa. Right. Um, instead of, you know, the relevant free agent of that moment. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And that's very easy for me to say, like backseat driving is very easy to do. Um, but <clears throat> I guess, you know, I would say like, I think it's more likely that we splash on someone like, Yamamoto than it is that we mm, trade prospects for something because I think Elias is very huh. very risk adverse when it comes to our people going elsewhere and which mm. I mean probably doesn't make sense he's there's such a backlog like the, the, there there are, there are people who couldn't get onto the major league team and you know that that they probably do need to go other places and they are worth more now than they will be in six months or whatever, but, um, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, all right. I take Yamamoto just, just for the official record. You would, you, you, you could, uh, you could see your way clear to a Yamamoto signing. <laughs> I could see my, I could, I could, I could just about allow it. Yeah. <clears throat> um, just because it would be mildly irresponsible for us to not talk about it for at least 30 seconds. Otani. Nah. Yeah, I'm not I'm I'm out. I'm out on the Otani thing. I think somebody's about to pay him 40 million bucks a year to DH. Yeah, I mean, I think I uh, I think he's the most exciting player in baseball. That's not a crazy thing to say, uh and I think that he's um uh really um really exciting he's 29 mm-hmm. second surgery yeah uh like yeah i think you're right i think i think that he's going to get paid as if he's going to be paid on past performance not not future opportunity mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i i just don't um I'm not saying he's not an incredibly talented person but the way that he the intrigue around him is kind of setting the market and 
the overwhelming likelihood that he's not going to live up to whatever deal he gets is it's just one of those things that makes the offseason so consistently maddening. You know, there is always somebody like this where it's like, well, that guy's going to get the huge deal. And we all know that he's not going to be worth the huge deal. Um, you know, I mean, even a, a moment ago, I, I said Soto <coughs> might, might be somebody who was worth that kind of bonkers franchise-altering contract. You know, I, I think Soto is extraordinarily talented. There was a period where it seemed like he was going to be a 30-home run guy, a 450 on base percentage guy, and also somebody who hit well over 300 every year. And it's starting to look more like he'll be those first two things, but not that third one. Yeah, he's going he's gonna to hit 280. Yeah, and that is, that's still good. <clears throat> that's still good. And I do think, you know, if he played at Royal Park, he would definitely hit 40 home runs. But... I don't know. It, 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 this is where I get so screwed up about this stuff because we were so up in arms last offseason at the increasingly obvious fact that the Orioles weren't really going to do anything. And we came into this season convinced that that was like such a massive, massive mistake. And look what happened. So wins, baby. Yeah. That's and why I mean, we are not in the front office anywhere. I get so sick of the of the reporting that we see that says, you know, well, uh, the Orioles, sooner or later, they're going to have to start acting like a contender. I'm like, bitch, we just won 101 games. That's acting like a contender. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you know, I, and, and frankly, like my own risk aversion being what it is, if any if anyone's going to get that big contract, I would like it to be our current Yes. Um, rookie of the year, please. I would yes. like it to be our current all-star catcher. I, I like don't don't we don't need to like go free agent shopping too much without paying the people who are going to be making making it exciting to be an Orioles fan in a homegrown, did it the right way sort of a way for the next ten years. Yeah, this is this is this needs to be talked about so much more than it has been. There's all this conversation about like, well, are the Orioles finally going to spend money? Are the Orioles finally going to spend money on free agency? That's not what they need to be spending money on. We need to make sure that Adley Rutschman never puts on a different color hat. We need to make sure that Gunnar Henderson never puts on a different color hat. If either of those things happen, it is going to be so demoralizing and we're already dealing with the potential dis- demoralization of not hitting the deadline on the, the Camden Yards lease. Like, have an iota of situational awareness and lock these guys up. Yeah. And then, you know, we've heard that Yamamoto wants to play on a team with other baseball players who are from Japan. So go ahead and re-sign Fuji and uh, go ahead and throw that contract at uh, the other guy, the other Japanese pitcher. Yeah. No hat McGee. No hats, McGee. Um, Uwasawa is that his name? Starts with a U. Sure. Um, this was reported uh, in the Japanese press, I believe, and nowhere in the American press that I've seen that we're considering making a stunning two million dollar a year offer uh, <laughs> to Mr. Uwasawa. Yeah, um, the Uwasawa signing has real Kyle Gibson energy to me. But yeah. if that is as part of a plan to have a um uh what are they called a 
you know how racehorses, when they're being led to the to the starting line, they always have like a a, a companion pony. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, a companion pony. That's what I'm looking for. If he's yeah. if he's there to be a companion pony to the uh, bringing Japanese Pedro Martinez to uh, Baltimore. Okay. <laughs> Listen. Uh, I've watched a lot of Yamamoto highlights in the last couple of weeks, guys. I'm going to be really sad when he's a Yankee. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is that, are they the front runners for him? I'm so they have, confused. They are so, they are so confident they're going to get him that they wouldn't let anybody on the team select number 18 last season. Wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Yet another reason I hope they fail. Fall on their faces. <laughs> I do not understand the energy coming out of the Bronx right now. I don't think we've had a chance to talk about the Brian Cashman rage tour yet yeah. <laughs> on the show. He's just like... Brian Cashman is like, I'm done with baseball. This, he, I'm yeah, done. He is I don't want to do foaming, this anymore. <laughs> foaming at the mouth lately in his public comments. He's like, well, Stanton sucks. That's a big waste <laughs> of money. It's like, my friend, that is that man plays for your team. <laughs> You can't do yes. that. You can't do that. Not a good play, man. Not a good play. What are you thinking, sir? <laughs> I don't no, wanna... I mean I, I think I think I think what he's thinking is this is his ultimate job in baseball and it's probably not gonna last much longer. Mm-hmm. And uh he's gonna go out not having the regrets of not having said his piece. Yeah. Isn't that interesting that like I genuinely don't think Cashman could get a job for any other front office whenever his time with the Yankees is done. Like nobody wants what Brian Cashman is doing at this stage in in baseball. What would you say that you do here? (laughs) Uh, I I don't know. I guess he's, he's not, he's 56. Um. (laughs) He's 56, but I also feel like they, they just don't seem to have made any attempt at all to re re systematize or redesign However, it is they do things modernity after a couple of of disappointing seasons in a row, and they seem like weirdly smug about that. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. fascinating. It's fascinating. It is, it is. and it, you know what? It reminds me of a lot. Um, it reminds me a lot of Manchester United. Okay, um, who were great truly great about the same time ago Mm. as the Yankees. Okay. And have been sort of like coasting since then on uh, every off season, they sign another very high profile uh, offensive talent. But I mean, it matters even more in football than it does in baseball, but there's absolutely no conception of team building. There's absolutely no conception of like bringing people in who bolster other people there's no conception of like <clears throat> what you need to do to put together a coherent lineup. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. they continue to suck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love it just the same. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I, I just, it seems to me based on all of their rhetoric about Yamamoto and, and, all, and so, and getting Soto and stuff like that, they still seem to be operating from this standpoint that it's like, well, you just, you just, we're, we're just one stud away. We're just yeah. one stud away from being lights out. 
And if you look at that roster last year, they, they were, it was terrible. Like yeah, there were ain't, failures that ain't, that ain't it. up and down that roster, especially when it comes to pitching. Do you wonder though, I don't want to spend too much more time talking about the Yankees and their foibles, but do you wonder whether or not, like, did they just have the year from hell or are those people all worse than we thought? Like, yeah, I think that there is something that happens, especially in like a baseball season, which is just so relentless and there's mm-hmm. like never a time to catch your breath and there's never a time to like, you know, practice or, or, or like do anything to kind of relieve the mental pressure. Like there were like concussions and then there's the whole drinking problem. And like, it just, it just felt like sure maybe there are so many things. I don't want this to be the case, but I could see a world in which a fairly unchanged Yankees roster just doesn't have the same season because it's not the same season. I could see that, but I think they suffer from something that I think the Angels also suffer from, and there there are other teams that do this to to varying degrees. But and and I see a lot of this in in reporting about these teams too, and it's very puzzling to me. Like, oh, it's the, it's the being the huge dicks thing. <laughs> well, there's that. <laughs> there is that. But also, like, the rebuttal that is so often expressed when it's like, are the Yankees bad? Question mark is like, well, but they have Aaron Judge. They have Aaron Judge. Right. And my thing is like, yes, they have Aaron Judge. But the overwhelming evidence at this stage, many years into Aaron Judge's career, is that you're only going to get, at most, 120 games out of Aaron Judge in a season. When he's healthy for a full season... Yes, that that has uh, division standings altering potential. But the most likely scenario is that he is going to miss at least 40 to 50 games. Same thing with Trout at this point. Trout, otherworldly talent, generational, Hall of Famer, all of those things. It's been a long time since he played 100 games. It's been a long time. So when people look at the Angels and they're like, well, how did they not win everything when they had Trout and Otani on the same roster. It's a lot of games where they weren't even in the same lineup. You know? And, like, this theoretical performance thing ignores the reality that some of these guys, like, just cannot stay on the field. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, I think that that's, like... That that maybe is the final uh, point to 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 loop us back towards my hopes for the Orioles off season and like who we should and shouldn't give contracts to. You know, the, the nice part about Soto is like that contract is already signed and sealed. So nice part. The 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 fact of the matter is is we know how much he costs, and he is young enough that like. You, you're still going to get a productive version of that. He doesn't seem to be injury prone yet. You know, he's still young enough that he's going to be around for a good part of that contract. Um, it is kind of crazy to me that Aaron Nola got seven years. Well, that's um, madness. That's madness. That's a crazy amount of time for a pitcher. Like, yeah, the, the, he could he could be on his third Tommy John surgery in seven years from now. Um, yeah. And, and I don't. And you will have had, you know two productive seasons out of that seven. And I don't want us to sign one of these deals just to be able to 
look at the rest of the league and be like, see, see, we did what you told us you think we should do. See, we signed one. Like, what does that get us? That doesn't get us anything. Unless the signature is the aforementioned Hadley Rutschman. Yes, yes. Or Juan Soto (laughs) or Gunnar Henderson. (laughs) I am emotionally totally fine with it. I wonder, what what, what do we think that the Yamamoto contract is going to be like? Do we, is there any been any reporting about like what that's going to cost? I think the predictions are in the $200 million range, um, which, you that's know, a, I mean, a chunk of change. He's very young. He's like 25 or something. Yeah, um, but there, there have been as many Japanese pitchers or Japanese prospects who have come to the U.S. and failed to make the jump as there have been. There have been way more of those, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, betting long-term on a pitcher is a historically stupid idea. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, never, it's never smart. Um, and, you know... But sometimes I, you got to do it just because that's where the... That's what they think... That their, their past performance has been so good that that's what people demand. Well, my reason for being on board with it for the Orioles in this case is that we are so slow to develop pitching prospects. Like it, it is like creakingly slow, our capacity for that. Um, like Grayson is, is the first like actual high potential starting pitcher we have <laughs> rendered in, in years. Mm. Um, and and he's not even really a proven commodity yet. Like, half a season of good starts does not a legacy ace make. And at least with somebody like Yamamoto, you've got the fact that he's young and is going to age into that contract probably pretty well. And he gives, even if he regresses over the course of the contract, even if he regresses some from his, like, superhero video game performance in Japan, you still know you have, like, a solid rotation option, even if he regresses to, like, a number two or number three guy for the next nine years. That is not nothing. Yeah. Um, True. The other name that uh, has been brought up in connection with the Orioles is Mr. Corbin Burns. How do you feel about Mr. Corbin Burns? I don't think I know enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, before we before we leave the question, has anybody actually said that Yamamoto might come to the Orioles, or is that just Alan pontificating and trying to to um, speak something into existence? I haven't seen it anywhere, one way or the other. I would imagine everybody is ostensibly in on Yamamoto. Yeah. Um, other than you know, like I, the Ray, the Rays are probably not in on Yamamoto. Um, the Royals are probably not in on. Yamamoto, but uh, I haven't seen anything stipulating that there's an idea that that is off limits for us, but I also haven't seen anything saying we're like a front runner. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, Corbin, I don't know. I don't know. What's, what's, uh, what's his, what's his deal? Well, uh, his deal is strikeouts in generous commodities um, or generous quantities didn't he, is what didn't I he meant get to hurt? <laughs> That, I believe, is Woodruff. Oh, okay. Um, 
he's one of him and Woodruff are they're like part of the proud tradition of like beefcake (laughs) brewers starting pitchers with a lot of grit who can blow you away um my only my only concern with Corbin Burns is that uh he's got like a lot of innings on his arm already at a at a pretty young age and they're high leverage high strikeout innings which makes me nervous that uh we would be the beneficiaries of the inevitable injury that that comes from stuff like that mm-hmm. um i don't know enough about him to, to he's not he's not he's 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 still under contract with um the brewers right he's not like a we we couldn't just get him we would have to trade for him um he is a free agent in 2025 Okay, so probably we wouldn't have to trade a lot because there's not a lot of time left on that service clock. I think we would probably have to trade a lot because he has been extremely good for the past three seasons. He regressed a little bit this year, but that's three straight 200 strikeout seasons. Um, that's that's going to cost some money. Mm-hmm. Or some 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 people operations. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but he's not. But he's not like um, he's not under club control for a long time. No, no, not for a super long time. Not for a super long time. But I think it's I think it's a it's it's sort of like him and Dylan Cease. I think would be similar plays, except that Burns actually has a better track record. Than yeah. Cease does. Like it's interesting to me that there's been more chatter about Cease than there has been about Burns. Well, don't but don't but don't you account for that at least slightly by saying, um, uh, um, in some way, shape, or form, like do, don't do we do we account for that because like Cease is maybe actually getterable? It could be. It could be, and it it could also be the case that uh, I know at some point Burns was uh, the Brewers were trying to sign Burns to an extension, um, so maybe there there has been some traction there. Well, I'll t- I'll tell you this, Smith. Uh, it's an open question. What is going to happen next week? I think uh, <laughs> that's the obvious statement of Come the day. Come on, Mike. Award. Let's go, Mike. But there is a big unanswered question. Um, that, uh, you know, I, I don't think we, we will ever know the answer to unless you can answer it right now. And that question Ooh. is this. What would you call former Orioles prospect, former Orioles outfielder, Henry Yerudia, when he is... Um, fondly brought to mind by a new speedy-legged fuck-shit-up energy outfielder who was previously mentioned in this conversation <laughs> next season. I uh, have already m- mispronounced Randy's last name too many times uh, on this broadcast. So uh, I'm not exactly sure how the portmanteau works out here. Would it be a a root a, a Rosenrudy? You I don't know. I don't know. 
I think it would be Yerudia oh, Rosarena. Yerudia okay. Rosarena. I think that's not, what it would be. Not Rosarena Rudia. You could do that too. You could you could go that way. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I'll I'll accept that. Uh, well, uh, folks, next week, Baltimore runs. We will we will pick back up with either um, our current game uh, in Time Machine Baseball that stretches on into infinity, uh, or a new game. That's right. That's right. Uh, we'll talk to you then. Thank you for listening. Baltimoreans. 